You're listening to the Sports by Fry podcast. On today's episode, I released finally my first YouTube video. So this is basically the audio stripped away from that. Video was titled the best NBA games from the 2019-2020 season. I did release an article on this a couple of weeks ago. And obviously I've teased it on the podcast for a couple of days now. So you can go ahead to YouTube and check that out. If you're listening to this, there's a chance that the video isn't live just yet. Aim is to get it up some point Friday afternoon. So worst case scenario, if you're checking on Saturday morning, it'll be there. But this is the audio, like I said, stripped away from that episode, covering the best games from the NBA season so far. With the NBA on hiatus, basketball fans are missing roughly half a dozen games from their regular scheduled programming. And I don't know about you, but I don't think I can watch another Instagram highlight of Clay Thompson getting hot or a random throwback dunk from the noughties. So I got to thinking, with roughly 2,000 NBA games in the books from the 2019-2020 season, surely some of them are worth re-watching, right? After digging through each individual box score from the season so far, I've compiled a list of the top 10 games worth re-watching from the season. And with a free League Pass subscription up for grabs in the month of April, do yourself a favour and catch up on some of these memorable contests. Kicking off our list at number 10, we're going way back to the start of the season when the Timberwolves and the Nets clashed in late October. Now this year won't be remembered as one of Kyrie Irving's best from his NBA career, managing just 20 games before he succumbed to a shoulder injury, but in his short stint for the Brooklyn Nets this year, there were plenty of bright moments. Arguably Kyrie's best highlight this year came in his first game as a Brooklyn Net. Sure, he missed the potential game-winning bucket in an overtime loss, but Irving excelled for his home team, dropping 50 points along with 7 boards and 8 assists in his Brooklyn debut. His high-scoring point binge was the highest ever scoring performance by a player in his first game with a new team, topping the previous franchise record, 47 points by none other than Kiki Vandeweghe. Number 9 on the list is the double overtime classic between the Spurs and the Rockets on the 3rd of December. I'll be honest, I've always been a big Lonnie Walker fan, but this game stands out as the best in his career to date. Walker went off scoring a personal best 28 points off the bench for San Antonio against the Rockets, and this game made headlines for all sorts of weird reasons. The Spurs overcame a 50-point effort from James Harden, and they erased a 10-point deficit to storm back and beat Houston 135-133. to But in the fourth quarter, a dunk from James Harden that was disallowed became a pretty contentious topic and definitely a discussion point post-game. Originally, the officials on the court ruled that the ball didn't clear the cylinder, but replays clearly proved that Harden's bucket should have counted. And with a score 102-89 at the time, a lot of Houston fans will be claiming that they lost all their momentum from that point onwards. Russell Westbrook was his usual self with another triple-double, and Clint Capella had a 20-20 game for the Rockets, but it wasn't enough. DeMar DeRozan came up big down the stretch and dropped 23 points, which helped the Spurs pull out a much-needed victory. Number 8 came on the 20th of November in a Celtics and Clippers game that a lot of people remember. We weren't quite sure when we were going to see Kawhi and Paul George play their first game together, 
but we only had to wait 15 games before the All-NBA forwards joined forces. Kawhi and PG weren't handed an easy task in their first game together. They had to clash with a hot Celtics team that challenged the Clippers all the way throughout this overtime battle. Lou Williams was actually the driving force behind the Clippers' win, scoring 13 of his 27 points in the last quarter. And Jason Tatum proved to be Boston's hero, scoring a much-needed three at the end of regulation, forcing another five minutes of basketball. In a game stuffed with all-star caliber talent, though, Patrick Beverly was the star of the show, chewing up a career-best 16 rebounds to go along with 14 points, 7 assists, 3 steals, a pair of blocks, and a much-needed clutch dagger 3 in the final minute of this game. A lot of LA's strength lies in their depth and talent across their whole roster, but obviously Paul George and Kawhi joining forces was a sight for sore eyes, and Clippers fans will be hoping it's not the last time that we see these two dominate on the basketball court. We're used to seeing the Golden State Warriors draw a huge crowd to their games, and number 7 on the list saw them take on the Portland Trailblazers, but this Dub Nation team looks like a skeleton of their former dominant selves. They'd already actually battled Damian Lillard and the Blazers twice before they visited Portland in January, and this particular match didn't really draw a lot of interest pre-game. Heading into the contest, Lillard wasn't playing fantastic. He hadn't scored over 35 in any of his previous 15 games, which is pretty solid by his standards, but by no means was he on an elite pace. That all changed when the second half rolled around and Lillard decided to score 40 points, eventually ending with 61 for the game, which included 21 in the third quarter alone. He needed an overtime period to help chalk up Portland's new single-game scoring record, and his 17 from 37 shooting night and 61-point binge was the highest-scoring effort so far this season. That game kick-started a purple patch for Lillard, with the Portland superstar averaging nearly 40 points over his next dozen games before he went down with an injury before the All-Star break. We're headed north of the border for number 6 in a Raptors and Mavericks game that had to be seen to be believed. On the 22nd of December, with the Raptors trailing by 30 points, a lot of people were looking for the exits, and you can't really blame them. Early on in the second half, Toronto found themselves trailing 88-58, to and with very little hope of victory in sight, fittingly, Kyle Lowry kick-started their run as they started to climb back into this game. The Raptors All-Star scored 24th quarter points, which was just one less than the entire Mavericks team, and he was instrumental in Toronto's surge down the stretch. Dallas tried mightily to fight off the home squad, with both teams battling for the lead in the dying minutes. However, Dallas allowed the Raptors to score 47 points in the final frame, which saw them pull off the NBA's biggest comeback in over a decade and gave birth to an instant classic. The fifth game on this list saw two storied franchises in the Celtics and the Lakers clashing in LA. Their 23rd of February battle came a couple of games after the All-Star break, and Jason Tatum had started to elevate his game to an all-NBA level. Before the season was suspended, the third-year Celtic was averaging nearly 30 points and shooting almost 47% from downtown in nine games. And he brought all of those skills and all of his shot-creating repertoire to LA to take on the Lakers. Tatum went off for 18 points in both the second and third quarter, and had the NBA community a buzz as he proved to be unstoppable on the offensive end. Unfortunately for Boston, on the other side of the court were two players by the names of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. 
And as they started to flex their muscles, the Celtics tried to keep things close in this seesawing contest. In the end, LA proved to be too good, with none other than LeBron James hitting a clutch jumper that saw them take the lead late in the game once and for all. Tatum finished the night with a career-high 41 points, but it wasn't enough to beat the Lakers on their own floor. The fourth best game from the season so far probably doesn't involve two teams that a lot of fans will be regularly watching. I mean, no offence to the Charlotte Hornets or the Chicago Bulls, but their rosters aren't exactly stacked with must-watch talent. That didn't stop them from playing out one of the best games of the season in late November, largely in part thanks to Zach Levine's smooth shooting stroke. Chicago's star guard caught fire in the Spectrum Centre, putting up the best scoring effort in his NBA career with 49 points, fueled by an unreal 13 three-pointers. Only Clay Thompson has had a betting shooting night from behind the arc, and Levine's 13 threes have tied for the second most made trays in a single NBA game. He saved his best for last, with the final bucket coming at an ideal time for Chicago. A Sadoransky three and some quick thinking by Zach Levine led to the Bulls taking the lead with just 0.8 seconds remaining on the clock. The end result was a 116-115 victory for Chicago, leaving the Hornets left stunned trying to comprehend how they let an easy W slip through their fingers. I cheated a little bit for the third game on the list by penciling in this year's NBA All-Star game. Let's be honest, for years the All-Star game has faced criticism as the league continually tries to find a format that works for every party involved. We might have stumbled onto a winning formula thanks to Nick Elam and his creative Elam ending, which was implemented in this game. With both sides competing for a total score to end the game, the final period turned into a defensive bloodbath, with both sides competing in an untimed quest to score 24 points. Anthony Davis came up with a game-winning free throw, but Kawhi Leonard was the one who took home MVP honours, thanks in large part to his eight made threes, seven of which came in the first half alone. In typical All-Star fashion, there were plenty of highlights and plenty of dunks thrown into this Chicago showcase, but at the end of the day, fans are still raving about the level of competitiveness, and I wouldn't be surprised if we adopted a similar format moving forward. The penultimate game on this list came between the Rockets and Celtics late in February. Heading into the game, Houston had generated plenty of flack for their newly adopted small ball approach after they decided to trade Clint Capella away, leaving them without a recognised centre in their lineup. They'd lost the rebounding battle in eight straight games heading into this match, but without a big man clogging up the paint, Russell Westbrook had plenty of driving lanes to go to work in. The former MVP started the game out hot, and he stayed that way throughout. Sure, the Celtics built an early lead, and trailing by 16 and around the second quarter, started to look ugly for Houston, and didn't get better for James Harden, who finished the game shooting 7 for 24, including a gross 4 for 17 behind the three-point line. Luckily for Harden, Westbrook was doing his best to keep the Rockets afloat, and Jason Tatum was doing his best to help Boston get the W. He was standing at the free-throw line before back-to-back -back misses led to a scramble for possession. Eventually, the ball somehow found Jalen Brown at the top of the key, and as the clock hit zeros, he canned the game-tying triple to extend into overtime. It mattered little for the Celtics, with Westbrook eventually finishing with 41 points and leading Houston to a one-point W at the TD Garden. The number one game of the NBA season so far obviously features LeBron James, and after his growth from rookie to sophomore, 
you wouldn't be surprised to find Luka Doncic taking residence on the other side of the court. The Lakers and Mavericks battle on the 1st of November, in my eyes, is easily the best game of the year so far, with Luka and LeBron certainly living up to the hype. We were only five games into the season when they first clashed, but Anthony Davis and LeBron versus Chris Stapps and Luka, on paper at least, was certainly a battle worth watching. Davis came to play for the Lakers, dropping 31, and he filled up the box score from a defensive standpoint as well, easily taking home bragging rights against Chris Stapps' poor Zingas. In the large Latvian's defence, he was far from at the peak of his powers, playing in just the fifth game after an 18-month hiatus. But luckily for him, his Slovenian sidekick helped pick up the slack. Luka wowed throughout the entire contest, finishing with 31 points, 13 rebounds and 15 assists. And it appeared like he was going to lead the Mavericks to a huge win, with LA trailing 100-103 to with only 6 seconds left to play. Naturally though, LeBron found a sharp shooting teammate in Danny Green, who calmly swished a 24-footer as time expired, meaning another 5 minutes of basketball was in order. From there, it was all LA and the Lakers effectively went on a run to end the game, eventually winning 119-110. to LeBron finished with the then 82nd triple-double of his career, with 39 points, 12 rebounds, 16 assists, and 4 steals, just for good measure. He's currently sitting 5th on the all-time triple-double list, and even though Luka Doncic only has 22 triple-doubles to his name, you can bet your bottom dollar Luka has his sights on LeBron James's total. So there you have it, the 10 best games of the 2019-2020 NBA season. Do you agree with the top 10 list? Should Bradley Beal's back-to-back 50s have made it? Or Karis LeVert's incredible second half against Boston, maybe? How about Brandon Ingram and Donovan Mitchell, both going for 45-plus in January? All of these games obviously deserve mention. Let me know your favourite game of the season in the comments below. 